The Tangent 8 podcast is aimed at a mature audience. It contains themes that are not appropriate for all listeners. It's important to note that we are not experts. We routinely have no idea what we're talking about and are just three idiots sitting around a table. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Tangentic Podcast. I'm Seth, and as always, is here with me is Swoosh and Jondo. Hi. Hello! And uh, this is attempt two at recording this week's episode. <laughs> My bad! Um, we got about halfway through recording, and Swoosh realized that he stopped recording 12 minutes ago. <laughs> I, I don't know how. Like, magic things happened. Clearly I have angered the, the gods of recording today. It's just, no, it didn't want to do the thing. The so, audacity uh, of it. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Probably it's so not like uh, a good roll as well. I know. So, like, there might be some topics that we, like, weirdly zig to that are a little less natural than normal because we're like, that was a thing. Yeah. But we'll try to keep it as, as to the normal show style. Anyway, so, starting again with the first thing we wanted to talk about. Which was New Edge Sword and Sorcery issues 1 and 2. Yes. Now, we're probably going to have to stop talking about this because I've posted about it and put editor's notes in and it's been on like every post I've made in the last two weeks. But we are generally very excited about this project. Yeah. Um, Oliver is an infectiously talkative person and you yeah. just kind of want to listen and then once you listen you're like god damn I want the thing he's talking about like he's really so, great in that way it's like a used car salesman's power but being used for good yeah yeah absolutely like I don't because it's like a bard essentially he's leveled the shit out of bard and is putting it to good use 100% <laughs> um so like the the issue zero, which is still free to download on newedgesordandsorcery dot com, mm. is a great example of what you'll be getting from the Kickstarter, but bigger and better with more art, more production, everything. Issue zero, although fantastic, do not. I say it's a test run, but look, it may as well have it's, been a. It's a pretty a fucking good test run. It's, it might yeah, as well yeah. have been issue uh, one. It's good. It's uh. I, 70 something pages I want to say off the top of my head uh, I'd have to check that but I, 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 74 that. off the top of my head but full of stories aw- stories, awesome artwork and mm. some interviews with some really interesting people and I'd highly recommend it just off that alone without even yeah. reading the rest of it and then when you look at the rest of it you go holy fuck get more really get oh, yeah. more we should probably oh, mention yeah. we are in no way making money off this in fact we're giving him money yeah, yeah. Like, we backed the hell out of this one. I'm getting that hardcover. There is nothing that will stop me this time. <laughs> Issue zero was 83 pages. 83? Shit, I had Ooh. 74, so... Um, so, it's not short, and no. they're looking to do the same thing and with issue one and two. For mm. free, that's a hell of a taster. Shit. Oh, yeah. So, we're not getting paid. We're paying him. We're literally talking about this and not shutting up about it because we're that into it. Yeah. And I know it sounds like, yo. Know, if I was talking about Raid Shadow Legends, I'd be talking the same way. I wouldn't be. I'd probably be bleeding from the neck. <laughs> yeah. um, one of us would have but... stabbed you by now. One of us would have been taken hostage to make sure the others do the Raid Shadow Legends. Yeah. Like, if, so, no, that's, that's going to have to be a thing for us. If you, we ever put an ad on here for Raid Shadow Legends, call the police. We are under like some kind of hostage situation. <laughs> um... So, I know it sounds like that sort of thing, but no, seriously, we are legitimately that interested and passionate about getting eyeballs on this project. 
if you haven't listened to it, our most recent interview with Oliver about the Kickstarter and everything to do with it, uh, past and in the future, there's some really cool stuff if this goes through and we get to mm. do issues three and four. Uh, Chief among them should be a really nice art book. Um, <laughs> if you're you listening, Oliver, back. just sneak it in there. Even just give just us a copy, on. table copy, please. Just. Yeah. Um, you need to go back and look at uh, New Ed Sword and Sorcery Road to Issue One and Two. That's our last interview, most recent interview with Oliver. It's a great interview. Like I said, he's an infectious person. I'll put the link in the show notes again, and then we'll probably have to be quiet about it until closer to the end of the Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. Although, they are over halfway to done, and they got 26 days left, so they got plenty of time. I would highly suggest checking it out and, and potentially giving it yeah, back. There and are the more you go look at it, the more likely you're going to get it. Yeah. So, like, I think the digital version is completely unlimited, but soft covers yeah. and hard covers are limited. So no, I believe soft covers aren't limited. Oh, it's sure. only hard covers that are limited. Um, and I've got one of them. Go yeah. to hell! I've I within a minute of it going live, I backed it. Yeah, wasn't not getting well, you my hardcover. Only a hundred copies of the hardcover, so ninety nine at least, <laughs> at most. <laughs> um, uh, last time I looked, I think there was only forty one copies of the hardcover left. If you want one, so if you want so, one, get in quick. I hope yeah, Oliver remembered to like save one for himself this time. He had to buy a copy of his own thing. Last time. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted the yeah, hardcover. He did. But, you know, being a schlub in Australia, I don't get to buy a hardcover of issue zero. <coughs> no, they don't like us. Yeah. Damn you, yes. Amazon. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so, after moving that on from that, the, the, the shill but not shill because we didn't get paid. Yeah. Um, let's talk about a company actually getting a righteous smackdown again. Yeah. It's turning into a thing, and I'm super happy that the internet seems to have developed this freaking role. Yeah, um, we've gone from absolutely pushing in fucking Watsy's dick yeah. to we smacked down Netflix in less than a week. Yeah, yeah, they backed that, down hard on this. That was fun. It was a long time coming. They just started to open up in the wrong market that actually bit back. Yeah, and what bit was back the hard. breaking point? Which market was the breaking point for it? Uh, pretty uh, much the Western world, so America, yeah, Australia, yeah. Canada, um, and I think they were about to bring it out um, in England as well or Europe somewhere Um, so for those who've been living under a rock the crux of this is that Netflix was essentially trying to stop its password sharing and the way they were going to do this was by going okay any account on this account because for those who don't know you can have multiple users on one account if you want to use the, a user on this account, it must tag the same network. So you've got to register somehow your IP address with Netflix, which, you know, feels super secure after all the stuff that's happened in Australia with Optus. Oh, yeah. I mean, Netflix had hacks previously. They're yeah. very susceptible to it. But... And they're just going to have all your IP addresses somewhere yeah. so they can check them. So the idea was like any user on that account had to tag the IP address every 30 days. Uh, they, they didn't have like a prime user that could log in anywhere. It was any user. Yeah. So if you went walk about if overseas because you've got business or something. If you or went on a holiday, whatever, if you went anywhere, yeah. you log into your Netflix account that you've paid for each fucking month, they're going to jip you for it again. Yeah. Yeah. Assuming you're outside of your 30 day tag in. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that's not that hard to pull off. No. Quite seriously. But like I'm I'm in one area, my partner lives friggin' a thousand Ks away. We can't share a Netflix account. We'd have to have yeah. two yeah. separate Netflix accounts. Yeah. That's fucked up. Why should we have to do that? Like and yeah. for, particularly have the fucking cost of shit's going up through the fucking roof. Who oh, wants yeah. to have to pay for a second bloody version of it? Like they also announced that they're bringing in a, an ad-supported version, where it's like uh, seven bucks yeah. with ads. Like, I don't either ads or charge me. Not fucking yeah. both. You yeah. don't get to have that's like fucking both bullshit. Ways, don't double dip on that motherfucker. Like the reason you... we left All Star and everything else like Foxtel was because they were pulling that shit. Yeah, and no one yeah. was, like people were paying what thirty bucks a month for All Star at one point, and it's like Something. oh, it's gonna have ads in uh, it. It's like get what fucked. was it? I, the, when before Netflix came out, we actually looked at the me and some housemates looked at the digital version of Foxtel. Oh, yeah, and it was something like forty bucks a month. Yeah, it was basically the same as the still. cable box. Yeah, it was dumb. It was like like how do you think this is going to pan out with Netflix on the horizon? And mm. guess what? Netflix just pushed their shit in. Netflix rode in and destroyed. I, I just love the fact that you can see a direct correlation between. Netflix being released in Australia and a complete drop in piracy. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, well, people are generally okay to pay for something if they feel like they're getting yeah. what yeah. they if, should. If you can get what you want at a reasonable value, people will fucking pay for it. Mm. Yeah. And I, back when it was which just is like surprising. A yeah, it's, it's um, good to have a, a dichotomy or something. It's not just one person doing stuff, but the second it starts becoming every man and his dog has a streaming service... Now, again, I don't want to suggest that, like, it's okay for one streaming service to rule them all. Yeah. Because then they'll just start charging dumb things and turn into the new cable system. Pretty yeah. much. So, the idea that multiples should exist, but when it was, like, Netflix, Hulu, and in Australia we had Stan, mm. it was like, cool, we had three big companies all having to vie for my eyeballs. It was theoretically possible to pay for all of them they're all about 10 bucks a month 30 bucks yeah. you and they all kept the others in control everything. like if one of them went too high up another one dropped a price and suddenly like you could actually balance it and now there's yeah. fucking near a dozen of them mm. yeah Fuck. all of them no, with exclusives uh, which, yeah. and they're all getting more and more expensive oh, yeah. well like the you've got Paramount who have got their own streaming service or you can get Prime Video, the Amazon one, and you can add all of Paramount's content into that for five bucks instead of paying the fourteen dollars for the full version because they've got but some you're fucking deal. Ten bucks for, um, for for the Prime, Prime Video, TV. yeah, mm. um, yeah. It, the whole thing is fucked up. I, I seen yeah. a tweet the other day, and someone said, uh, "Thanks to Netflix, uh, children since the early two thousand are going to learn about torrents again." Yeah, <laughs> that would not surprise me to be honest. I, it's horrible and we warned them that striation yeah, would do this yeah they were warned from the get-go like, we're fine with this but if you pull the same shit again then we the same thing happens like there's I, something to be said and i will freely admit this for sort of an a la carte option but you can't a la carte too much yeah like I like the idea that you can buy Prime and you can add Paramount. That's not a bad idea mm. inherently. It's not a bad idea, but then how many add-ons is too many? Yeah, well, and that, that's where you get your striation problem, and then it gets fucked. Well, that's when you start may as well be fucking Foxtel again. Yeah, yeah what package do you want? How many? Yeah, which is just bullshit. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. But um, like, 
you can see the waves like it's just a, a repeat of history. Like you had yeah. uh, free to air TV with ads on it, and people could people pirated whatever they wanted. Then they brought in cable TV, and piracy dropped because they had no ads. And then cable TV up their prices, brought ads in. People went back to piracy. Then you got streaming, and people dropped fucking piracy again. It's yeah. just a fucking wave. Like it's from this, so it's going to do a little more than push people back to fucking piracy. That's it. I mean, I know I na- named the episode a couple ago, but like it stands to be said again. How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? Yeah. <laughs> How many wallets do we have uh, to kick in? Pretty much. Like, like this is fucking it, getting ridiculous now. Like the only reason people were able to do like we, we've got mates who because none of us are substantially well off. We used to share, um, like, logins yeah. around. Like, that's how it worked. Friend groups would have one Netflix account and, like, one Disney Plus account, and you'd share them around with people. And one yeah. person would get Netflix, one person would get Disney, one person would get the others. And that way you had the complete conglomerate. Yeah. But it's like, everyone's like, no, 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 we want every share of that. That should all go to us. Like, no, we are struggling to maintain this already. Yeah. Because... It's a lot of money for people who are just living on base wage. Yeah, pretty much. Hell, I manage a warehouse and I'm not even doing that great. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not buying 10 services to watch TV shows. It's uh, not happening. And that's the thing, it's like, not you, a thing. You barely end up logging into half the money. Oh, so it's just default to Netflix. As I just yeah. scroll through. It's like, oh, Actually, I- at this point, I default to Disney+. Plus. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you default to one, essentially, and you scroll yeah. through them. But it's always the same. You spend an hour and a half scrolling, and then it's like, oh, you finally find something you'll watch. You don't switch between them at, you know, at a guard. That, or you spend an hour scrolling through one service, and then go, I'll watch YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. And there's things like the, um, the Foxtel streaming service, like, there were things on there you would search for it and because oh we have this it's like awesome I want to season one of SVU and then you try and click on it and it's not, not available, available in this no because yeah. that streaming video is only available in this package if you've bought this channel get fucked but they'll or, still fucking show it they'll still show yeah. it there's like well, Ooh. the big problem when we were when we tried it because it was back when it was a bit newer yeah uh, they still had a lot of streaming rights tied up in Ozstar. Yeah. So they couldn't offer everything that Foxtel was offering because in Australia, Ozstar had the license from Foxtel to air that program. Yeah. So we couldn't even get everything in the digital version. It was yeah. so dumb. Yeah. And that's still the reason why HBO comes up on Foxtel, not on any other fucking streaming service. Yep. Unless they you use a, a VPN and acquire it. Yeah, fucking oath. So well, I mean, HBO isn't HBO Max getting canned or something? They have their own streaming service, but within Australia, they have to go through Foxtel. Their no license is straight Foxtel. Yeah, that. yeah, not going to let that bastard go. It's like sport. Like the only way that we ever get that is someone prizes it from Murdoch's cold dead hands. Mm-hmm. That ain't happening. No. But even even for sport, free to air channels are getting fucked over there. Like they were oh, meant yeah. to be able to maybe able to show uh, so many games of football every weekend or whatever it is yeah. and that's slowly been whittled away to really so now majority of games are on Foxtel or KO or what, oh. like Foxtel is fucking just a sport version of KO and it's own streaming service everything Damn. is pay per view and like I, I was about watch- to say at least free to wear gets sport no not all of it no sport oh. is yeah. basically 90% then again watch. I don't remember the last time I watched free to wear TV yeah same like there's just too much in the way of like I can't stand most reality TV at this point. Like, 
That's no. terrible. And that's all TV is now. That's all free-to-air TV is. Like, if I switch it on and find, like, maps or something, I'm just like, nah, I'm out. Don't want to deal with it. This is the yeah. dumbest shit ever. Look, I, I, I really dislike reality shows. And, that, look, I'll freely admit, there's one or two that I don't mind watching. I'm not going not gonna to pretend I'm made of stone. Uh, let's but, be honest, like, everyone watches Hell's Kitchen. Like It's Hell's Kitchen or... Iron Chef or now, something like that. Something kind some, of something where people are learning a practical skill. I'd hardly call that reality. I'd, yeah, I mean, it is I to a say point. Iron but Chef or Hell's Kitchen or people learning a practical skill. No. Iron Chef is just a bunch of people doing a victory lap, and Hell's Kitchen is one British man yells at Americans. They're <laughs> learning to take shit. <laughs> yeah, it's a valuable fucking skill. That's so, fair. That's a very <laughs> good skill, especially in the kitchen. Fucking oath. Uh, but, I can't stand anything that pops up for like Australian reality TV shows. But uh, I found an article uh, that this t- the this generation of maths as fucking horrible as it is. Um, they had to go on a. They were pretty much told to get the fuck off social media because they kept saying shit on there, and they had a they did an interview with uh, Women's Day. Um, where a, a former person on Mass came out and said, I feel so sorry for them. They can't say anything on Instagram and they can't set up any deals outside of the show because it was yep. all filmed fucking last year or whenever the fuck it was filmed. And so they're all on social media now talking shit about all the other contestants. They've been told to get the fuck off it or yeah. you're not going to get anything from us. And There's now a non-disclosure clause that goes like past the point of airing or something. You know, until it's or until it's aired, and after that point, then they can go off and do their interviews and shit. But they've been trying to do interviews now yeah. about what's going to happen with it, and there a lot of them are cracking shit. We can't get paid now for shit that's meant to be reality. It's fucking not. It's really yeah. fucking no, not. No, it's scripted yeah. to hell. Like most of it uh, is. Look, it, it's probably look. I, I don't do TV, but from what I understand, it's sort of a. 60-40. There's a lot of it that is real, but if there is, like, a scene in a restaurant where people have a fight, that was probably scripted. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, it it may also so be scripted to the point where it's like, I just want you to go out there and you just say some outlandish shit and the rest of the people yeah. react to it. Some people might crack it and fucking walk away, but you just say whatever the fuck you want. Well, a few of them a while back when, like, the first like, uh, few seasons of this kind of bullshittery show aired, apparently what they would do is just get them Rip roaring drunk, and then just release them back into a room together. Oh, that's just that fucking Jersey Shores type shit. Yeah, but my my. Fuck- Although I did, oh fuck, I did see the stupidest reality show I have ever seen. I don't understand what the casting call for it was. Go on. I screw it. We don't have any demographic we're trying to be coy about on this show. Um, it was a it's a reality show, and mm. the idea is it's. Mums and their sons on a dating show where all the other mums date your kid. What? That So what they wanted what they wanted for this show was parents to bring their son okay. onto this show so that your kid can go potentially date slash bang other older women while you date and bang potentially bang their kids was it called Cougar's Feeding Frenzy I can't remember all I remember <laughs> like, was seeing the, the setup for it and just being like what the what kind of casting call was that we wait need- no I have heard of this that rings a bell um 
I think it was called like MILF Nation or something stupid. I don't know. I, I do not know. That's sa- I just remember seeing the setup like for it. Setup and it just sounds like a setup Pornhub. That's just yeah. all it sounds I like. Know. It's, I, it's <laughs> How is not Pornhub not a It's a reality it? show. <laughs> is it like, is that, this cuts back to Pornhub going, can we get in on this? Like, But But like, imagine the casting call for this. What we need. Well, we need a bunch of at least somewhat attractive looking older women mm. who also have kids who are into older women. Yeah. Like, that is such a slice of a slice. Does your child have an Oedipus complex? Contact us today. It's so bizarre. It is is straight out targeting a fetish right there. Oh, yeah. There's... Even the demographic they want to watch that are very much... (laughs) Do you want to pimp out your family? Contact us today. Oh, here... I found it. I found it. It's called Milf Manor. Oh, okay. I was close. Oh, like, it just sounds grotty. Why? Everything about it sounds fucking yeah, grotty. It, it, right. It's. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. And I've watched other shows that are like, okay, I kind of get your theme here. Uh, there was one. It's a German show uh, called Adam Meets Eve, and the idea is that it's you know male and female contestants on sort of an island survival type show. Yeah. But they're all butt naked. Isn't that just naked attraction? Wasn't that done a while ago? I, I don't know. That I just is know the was... weirdest thing. Look, man, hmm. I was in a I was out of town for a big metal gig, and we were really drunk watching random shit on SBS. <laughs> of course, it had to be the... SBS. I know. Because <laughs> we like we were drunk from a day out because the show was the next day, and we're just like, fuck it, we'll get fucking trashed tonight. So we got Ubered a bunch of beer, and we were watching SBS. Yeah. Um, and so th- the episode we watched, the 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 girls were were on the challenge today so they had to do the challenge and whoever won the challenge got to pick one guy to go to the secluded island with and they could do whatever they wanted on the secluded island (laughs) and then after that they would go and actually go get dressed and they would see each other for the first time in clothes dun dun Um, dun and if they wanted to keep seeing each other they could and the whole time it was this one like like think the most Aryan looking kid ever yeah but emaciated. He was so thin. But all blue hair, blonde hair, blue eyes, blonde hair, all that jazz. Really kind of wanted to be like the guy, but had mm. nothing. And it was sort of like this hippie dude was on the episode. And of course the chick picked the hippie dude. Whatever. The next time on had this dude, and I swear to God, like two fucking Chippendales turn up as his competitors. It's Ooh. like, dude, you are never getting laid on this show. Wow. <laughs> nice. It was absurd. But like, dumb shit like that exists and I will freely admit we were so drunk it was the most hilarious show we'd ever watched. Oh yeah, like, I watch dumb shit. I watch Below Decks. Like, that is just drama and a half. I get the appeal of stuff. But, mm. come on. But stuff like Milf Manor, it's just like, nah. No. Like naked attraction was already weird enough. Like I, I've seen clips of that somewhere. Like wasn't on Facebook. They don't like nudity. But it was somewhere, and it's just a weird, very fucked up game. Like yeah. Like, oh, we could like look at. Let's judge these people on their feet. Okay, now we get to look at their shins, like groins. Like yeah, no, I, I don't like the size of these. <laughs> and it's like this is fucking weird, guys. Like this is. <laughs> fucking odd but this is the point we're at it's like remember when like I don't look I'm sure it was around I mean I know it was around a lot before it 
But I don't know if you guys remember, like, when Big Brother started. Yeah. Big Brother like, After Dark. <laughs> where nothing Just ever in, happened. I know, except for, like, one episode where they were like, Aha, a dick. Yeah. Aha, a dick. Oh, look at how that blanket's moving. <laughs> Maybe if you're lucky, a nipple. Yeah. Yeah. Though, but if like, you ever watch uh, fucking South American Big Brother, holy shit. <laughs> oh. But, I mean, that's South American Big Brother. Uh, the point is, though, like, back then, at least there was, like, the, like, you could just put a bunch of people in a house, and that was enough. Yeah. Now it's like, how stupid can we get to get eyeballs on this product? Yeah. That, and the and price of the things has dropped dramatically. Like, remember when Big Brother first came, it was like a million dollars or something. It was a decent prize pool, or some high amount. Now it's like, what do you get? Exposure. And people are still going for it. Because it's the yeah. deals they can get. That that was the big controversy of these, those mass people not being able yeah. to be on Instagram. They couldn't get any deals from anyone. Like, Good. Like, fucking oath, I agree. Great, keep them the fuck off everything. Keep them off yeah. oxygen if you could. Mm. But, yeah, that's why they were cracking the shits because they didn't get a prize for it all. Like, they seem to... My mother fucking watches it. She loves yeah. the shit. But they seem to pair people up that are directly opposite what they're interested in just to cause shit. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah, they're not getting anything from it other than people laughing at them, really. As yeah. it fucking should be. Like, fucking oath. We, this is the we new stop uh, Freaks and Geeks famous. Circuit Sideshow. Like, yeah, we, we need to stop making idiots famous, for the love of God. Mm. Like, yeah. I don't get why we do this and then we listen to them like they're like they know something like no these people are idiots please stop yeah, listening to up. them it seems listening to celebrities are fucking world events uh, no no they're idiots like every time oh this like celebrities said things like do do they actually have a degree in this thing because if they do fucking props to them i'll listen to them if not hmm. no it, hmm. it's some guy with a lot of money that doesn't mean he's intelligent no but yeah, oh. anyway, uh, Netflix has <laughs> got fucked over. Yeah, yes, that, that's what we were talking. about. <laughs> <laughs> we got there in the uh, end. And we were worried that we might not be able to recreate the winding tangents that make this show what it is. And we're like, all right, we'll give it a go. Maybe we can get it for take two. Fuck, we, we found a different what, tangent. What the hell were we worried about? And we went fucking longer. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. another company that needs to be kicked in the face is fucking DeNovo. Yeah, fuck. Ugh. Why fuck. are we still dealing with DeNovo? Everyone knows it's a performance hit on your fucking product. It makes it worse. Yeah. It doesn't stop piracy. Nothing piracy stops generally. piracy. It, it delays piracy by a week, at most. Yeah. It's all it takes. A week to two weeks, that's it. You're, not, you're basically just boycotting. You're, you're kind of... Look... If there was... If, look, if a company was honest about it mm. and came out and went, why do we have to do it for those first two weeks? Yeah. Once it's been cracked, we'll just get rid of it. Yeah. yeah. I actually probably wouldn't be that pissed at them. Oh, yeah. No. I'd still be annoyed about it, don't get me wrong, but I wouldn't be that pissed because they're being honest. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not. Every company's like, oh, yes, this will protect our game for here to eternity. It'll be fine. No, it fucking won't. All yeah. it does is screw over consumers. Yeah. Fucking it up. doesn't make things better. And it's not like it's hard to fucking re remove. We had a mm. uh, Gotham Knights accidentally patched out DeNovo for a six-hour period before <laughs> they patched it back oh, in. Yeah. Like, 
oh fuck, we cut this thing out. Oh, we'll put it back in. Like, it's obviously not hard to remove. Yeah, no, it's very not. easy. It's a checkbox, I assume. Like, bang, done. The, uh, it's an executable. Yeah, yeah, because no, there was another game. I will freely admit, I can't remember off the top of my head what it was. But it had the non uh, non uh, version of the executable inside of the game folder. <laughs> nice. So people just found it was like, okay, we're just going to go use this executable. Just going to run this one instead. But it's just so fucking dumb. I don't understand why we still use it, considering the people who are going to pirate a game are not going to be tricked into getting something because of Nova. Yeah. You're not going to get any extra sales from it. The people yeah. who are going to pirate are going to pirate. Mm. Like, these methods do not deter them. They just wait the extra two weeks. It, it annoys me because anytime someone's like, oh, but you couldn't release a big budget game and, and expect it to sell. Get fucked. I can literally point at the entire business model of CD Projekt Red and go, The Witcher 3 was one of the best-selling games that got released in its year. Yeah. Guess what? No DRM. Yeah. Cyberpunk 2077. No DRM. In a lot of Don't cases, tell yeah, me games yeah. can't make you money without yeah, DRM. Yeah. Cyberpunk's issues had nothing to do with the fucking DRM. That was just no. a poorly constructed game. Yeah. Can you it think how much worse that would have run if oh, it had fucking, fucking it oh, would have run. It wouldn't have installed. It, you press play, your game, your console would have fucking blown up. Your PC would have gone, fire. Ah, I'm dead now. Buy a new one. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Melt, like, melt the processors. It's all hmm. gone. But it's a company who has at least two massively popular heavily successful games with no DRM in them. Fucking oath. Clearly, DRM isn't your fucking problem. Yeah. And yet, we <laughs> stick with it. And, like, as I've seen, fucking uh, Atomic Arts is coming out with fucking De Novo. There's already been people saying, no, we don't fucking want this. So they're saying, uh, it'll come with De Novo, but uh, NVIDIA DLSS will compensate for potential loss in performance. Well, wow, that's great for people like me on an AMD exactly. card. Mm. And I've I've got a NVIDIA card and DLSS hasn't made that much of a fucking difference. No. Nah. Granted, I'm, I'm still yeah. running a fucking 2070, but still, it doesn't change much. Yeah, no. And, it's, yeah. But it's actually lower. Like, high-end users generally don't get that affected by Denuvo. Yeah. No. You've got enough overhead to essentially brute force your way past the limitations it creates. Once you start dipping into the medium to low end of the, the recommended specs, it fucks over consumers. Oh, yeah. Why the hell? Like, whose kid does Denuvo have with a gun at their forehead to keep making companies use this garbage software? Whoever their marketing team is must be top tier. Like, They've got to give the most succulent gobbies ever. Oh, definitely. Like, that's all it can be at this point. Jesus Christ. I just can't think of any like how big is the truck of money? What is it? Like, you can't be being you can't be paying Denuvo for this service. They can't Denuvo be telling has to be paying you but, at this point. But, yeah, like even that where like top end gamers have got like a little bit of overhead, so the Denuvo hit doesn't affect them all that much. Like for Spoken's required fucking or recommended settings required oh, a, oh, yeah. a thirty seventy. Oh. It also had. Uh, de novo. So unless yeah. you had a relatively recent machine, like you've updated it to within the thirty series or, or forty the, series, it, the forty series couldn't even run that thing no. at, um, at full spec. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. Full spoken is fucked. 
beyond repair at this point. Like, the specs are quiet as shit, DeNovo has been put onto it, and the price is insane. Oh, and the marketing was a lie. Yeah. Yeah. I love, like, what was it? They, they put out a big thing with quotes from various companies saying uh, how good the game was. Yeah. The quotes were out of context, and they didn't ask anyone if they could use them. Yeah. yeah. Was it, um, the, one of the quotes in the game was, incredible, it's IGM, but if you actually look at the quote, it's, it's incredible, this game would run. Like, yeah. <laughs> cherry-picked it's, words. They're oh. individual word quotes. They're not a sentence or a paragraph of praising it. It's very cut down. It's so bullshit. Like, I don't know how that thing's going to work. Like, already, a digital copy is, what, 115 Australian? Yeah. Like, well, last time I looked. That's for a digital product. I can check a digital you know, standard that's edition. That's just the yeah. base version of the game. No digital product should ever breach 80 bucks. And that's, no. I'm talking like, that's their top tier one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like we should you're, not, uh, you're not shipping it anywhere. You're not paying for printing of discs. You're not making up for potential loss because those discs didn't sell. Yeah. Like, I, Just shut the fuck up. Yeah. We've made it easier to give you more money, sure. But we also want some give from that. Like, yeah. The deal is, like, we give you a higher cut because you're cutting out that bullshit middleman. And in return... We get a good product. Uh, yeah, Forspoken's still 115 bucks in Australia. I, I get they put a lot of money into it, but they put a lot of money into a game that is resoundingly meh. Yeah. Look, I've said this more than once. It's like the mayonnaise of games. Companies, companies need to, like, you need to get your spending under control. Mm. Now, I don't want to say that you can't spend a lot of money. Amazing games have come out of companies throwing some serious cash around. But not every company has to be Rockstar. Not yeah. everyone has to make the new GDA. No. And even you those companies that throw projects. massive money at games will eventually land on a dud. Eventually, they're yeah. going to get burned. Like, they yeah. can't hit the bullseye every fucking time. Eventually, they will burn. The only studios that seem to have any hope in, hope in, at all... Like, I think the only one that I can think of right now, off of the top of my head is essentially Rockstar mm. because they've got so much money coming at them from GTA 5 and literally every GTA they've ever put out. Oh yeah. That they can take their sweet ass time. Yeah. And they, most studios it takes them have 10 to plus put out years a to release a game. So they've got plenty of time to fix fucking bugs and shit. Yeah. They put some decent QA into this stuff as well. Like they actually hmm. put out a decent product. Generally and that's how launch. they make and that's how they make insanely detailed products that yeah take hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars to create not every studio has to be rockstar tell you what no. i've actually been playing a game recently i don't know when it came out i don't know if it's recent or not but evil west is a great mm. fun shoot 'em up game because it's well it stabby came stabby. out like end of last month i want to say around there but it's a decent price point i got it on sale at steam already but the idea is just steampunk western vampire fighting and it's amazing because instead of going with a massive open world you can run around in they keep you to relatively confined pathing, but it's open because you can see everything at a distance and it gives you that okay. illusion of open. I can tell you how much this costs. Uh, if you went on to Steam right now, yeah. it is on sale hmm. and it is $52. Yeah. It's total price, if you bought it not on sale, is 70 bucks. Yeah. I would still pay 70 bucks for this game. Like that is a, it, for what it is, it's golden. I love it. It's well-crafted. The story is kind of engaging. I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. 
The characters mm. are interesting. They've done an all-around bang-up job. But I didn't hear about this game. I found I it I by the... accident. I could have sworn I told you about it. It's entirely um, possible. About I might have just forgot. said the name and not said much else about it. I yeah, thought, it, I thought we spoke about it in one of, of the uh, the game uh, game announcement rundowns we did. Yeah, it's last possible, year or something. Apart from that, yeah. that was all I had heard of it. There was no marketing for it that I could find. I found this by just scrolling through random things on Steam. Yeah, and you can find hidden gems like that if you go through yeah. and oh, actually yeah. look at some shit. Like, no, you don't have to just play AAA or AA games. Like, there is some well, I mean, good shit I feel out like there. Evil West would fit into a AA category. Definitely. I actually think a lot more games need to stop shooting for AAA mm. yeah. and start shooting for AA again. Um, uh, what was it? Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice is considered a AA game. Yeah. yeah. And um, that's fucking that is awesome. A, yeah, especially, like, honestly, if you've never played it, get a really good Surround Hound set, headset, play it. And it'll blow your freaking mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it. There, there's so much room for you to be something other than trying to be the next big thing, and we got to spend a billion dollars on a yeah. game, and then we've got to sell a million copies to make it back in, at all. Mm. Be more frugal and create something more within your means. Play and something you'll engaging. Get your and fucking fun. payback. Like, yeah. some of my favorite games are in no way AAA or even AA games. Mm. Like, Thomas Was Alone is still one of my favorite games. Oh, of fucking time. oath. That was a fucking great game. It made you care about a rectangle. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> it gave the personality. It was amazing. But that was like, I wouldn't say it's a cheap game to make, but it, was a, it wasn't a AAA or a AA by any standard. No. That was much more about quality writing. Oh, oh narration yeah. and writing when that game were spot on. And that's what you can focus on. You don't have to go for high-end graphics. You don't have to go for the latest, you know, Unreal Engine. You can make shit work with very limited stuff as long as yeah. writing and other parts are good. You'd be surprised how much, like, real passion actually comes through with the product. Yeah. And consumers can feel it. Oh, absolutely. But that's, that's also it's, what it's, you get when you end up with fucking marketing controlling design. Or... Yeah. Uh, them creating the artwork for a level before the game like the level designers come through and actually produce the fucking level like yeah. making mm. art for a level to make this not just we've made a world then have the artists come in and make it fucking pretty I think like, someone needs to rein the marketing guys in so they can never get a hold of concept art like no. I was like just put, pull them away just take over there it's like okay when do we get stuff like when we're ready to market not yeah. right now we will give you the marketing that. material you don't need to come to us yeah. We'll give you shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of fucking issues with the fucking games world. And, yeah. But you could always release with fucking De Nouveau and always online out of the fucking yeah. Redfall. Like, fucking pick one a or the other boys. This depresses me so much because it's Arcane. Yeah. Arcane is absolutely one of my all time favorite developers. I don't think they've got a, a true L in their catalogue yet. Yeah. There are games that I think are better than others, but they really have been absolutely killing it for a long time. I think the first game I really remember them for was uh, Dark Messiah of Might and Magic. Hmm. Yeah. Um, that, that, that's an old game at this point. Yeah, it is, but goddamn um, a good game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, look, honestly, if you've never played Dark Messiah of Might and Magic, go go dig that old gem up. It's It's... It's surprisingly good. Yeah. Um, 
so it it absolutely saddens me seeing that well like I I'm probably more interested than either of the other two guys on the podcast about Redfall mm. um, because they've kind of pushed it and been like look guys it's much more of a Far Cry than it is a Left 4 Dead and unfortunately that's a bad marketing choice because Far Cry is not particularly loved these days I've no. been burnt on far too if, many Far Cry's if, if they said it was uh, more Far Cry 2 than fucking Left 4 Dead sure yeah, I enjoyed yeah, Far Cry 2 like, uh, the older Far Cry's not Far, like Cry Far Cry 6 3. would burn anyone on fucking Far Cry Far Cry 3 was like the last of the good ones in my eyes yes it was and I think that's more what they're they're referring to but I am making assumptions here yeah so I'm probably more interested than any of the other two guys on the podcast about this game but when you go it's always online okay unfortunately we live in this fucking wasteland that we call DRM Mm -hmm. sure fine online connected whatever I don't really care that much I've got a pretty stable internet connection where I live I can handle that and Nuvo, oh you fucking what? That's just you gonna be a slideshow at launch. Like you'll well, get maybe one or two frames a minute. Also, it's supposed to have multiplayer ca- capabilities, but you're doing two online calls all the time to do the Denuvo tag server and whatever server you're trying to tag. Fuck the you're thing just gonna on clog that's up my friggin' network. Yeah, that's not even gonna be dumb. possible to do multiplayer. It, it's uh, unless the always online they're referring to is the Denuvo connection. I don't know. They haven't said. Yeah. No. It's um, annoying. It's because very, in really the, annoying. In the, in the FAQ on the website, it says, will playing Redfall require an online connection for single player as well as co-op? And the answer is, a persistent online connection is required for single player and co-op. Yes. Um, wow. Well, so you'll also need is, a Bethesda.net account to run uh, the game. Uh, uh, not a Bethesda... They killed that fucking launcher. Can't they just kill the fucking... Ugh. Yeah. We're playing Why? Redfall Require a Bethesda.net account. A Bethesda.net account is required. Like, fucking... Fuck. I have lost all, like, interest in this game at this point. I, I'm just going to wait for that to flounder. Look, man, it's coming out on Game Pass. I'll check it out there. They're yeah. i getting my money, though. Which is sad, because, again, I'd have given them my money. Although yeah. they are charging way too much for their fucking game. We'll, we'll definitely Game another Pass one. that one. There another person doing the over a hundred dollars for the base version. Get fucked. Yeah. Idiocy. Do we want to direct our weird energy and anger at something much more bizarre and much Always. more deserving of said anger? So, uh, it's book week. It's yeah. book week. <laughs> and the book we read was the last hacker. This was my recommendation. I just read the blurb and it sounded kind of interesting. The premise did I, sound interesting. I was keen. I, I did not expect this to be what it really was. No, it could it's have been painful. the last engineer or uh, that would have been more accurate. The last, yeah, uh, the last neo neckbeard or something. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the first half of this book is a sucking the dick of whoever made a uh, Bitcoin. And B, the guy trying to call himself Deadpool every five seconds. Oh, yeah, like, it's, it's not that long. He doesn't keep that up for for that long. But at the start, he's just like, I'm Deadpool online. I have a Deadpool flag. Yeah. I like Deadpool. It's like, Aren't I relatable as a nerd? The first portion of this book is a lot of just dropping social, like, pop culture references. And eventually that does stop, thank God. Uh, not as much as I'd like, but the, it does The thing of... I hate is the character itself is like, I'm not a poser because I have all these things. Yeah. 
yet listing them off the way you have just makes him sound like such a poser. Fucking no. Also, doesn't know and, how hacking works. <laughs> it, it, the whole thing's set after a Terminator apocalypse, and AI's gone through yeah. and wiped everything out. But he's still getting deliveries of like advanced tech to his house, which the AI can't find. And yeah, it, he's built really... he built his own quantum computer. Oh yeah, yeah. he did. He Fuck did that me. before the um the bombs went off. That's all in the. Yeah. This is one thing that that uh, that gets a bit weird. They chop and change between past and present a lot at the start, with no reference to try and yeah to try and set. I followed it reasonably well, but like a lot of those like advanced deliveries happened before the bombs dropped. Hmm. But his hacker man cave is full of crazy tech afterwards so yeah. like where did he get it um they they go okay so the the only currency in this future setting that's worth anything is bitcoin but they never because they launched the a bunch of satellites into space and that's where bitcoin they lives. don't tell us that as well until well into halfway way through late. the book like it's a late it's like, oh yeah by the way the reason it works is because we launched it into space like Oh, that's how it's been working. Because I've been asking that question the last few hundred chapters here. But also, like, by this stage, Bitcoin is the equivalent of fucking bottle caps from fucking Fallout. Yeah. Like, but there's nothing weird. backing it. Has, it. Yeah. it has massively inconsistent value across the the entire thing. Hmm. So, at the st- there's a, a bit where he goes to a club. To get into this club costs one Bitcoin. I think yeah. it was. I think it was yeah. one Bitcoin. One Bitcoin. Um, to get in. While inside this club, he pays 200 Bitcoin for a can of Coke. Yeah. Because apparently it's that rare and desirable. Ugh, it's a can of Coke. Mm. I would have thought any of the liquor would have been more valuable than a can of Coke. Oh, yeah, you definitely. Know, that's just me. So he paid... So you could enter this club three, 200 times for the price of one beverage. Yeah. They later go to another town, and to get in, you have to pay a Bitcoin. He gives them five Bitcoin, and they point out that that's more Bitcoin than anyone has in the entire town. Yeah. If you put everyone's Bitcoin together, they wouldn't have five Bitcoin. Yet yeah. they wanted, like, a fifth of the town's value to go into the fucking place. Yeah. Yep. It's so, it's so like, inconsistent. What? What is the value of Bitcoin? Literally nothing. It's whatever the writer thought sounded cool at the time. Yeah. At one point, he buys, like, a bunch of water from a Dasani machine. And everyone's like, oh my god, he's godlike! It's like, you just scroll down, guys, and use and a he, different he, payment method. Yeah. Now, <laughs> the thing is, though, the idea is that, like, because he was so early in on Bitcoin, he's got yeah. hundreds of thousands of millions of fucking Bitcoin... He's like the richest guy in the world. Well, he kept saying, he's like, oh, I, I'll just build you guys some more Bitcoin machines. It's like, wh- where is the blockchain coming from here? Yeah, the satellites. Like, what information is, like, being checked? Like, I don't... Where but is... even then, he he thinks he can, like, scrap together a couple of Bitcoin miners. Look, man, if Bitcoin is the core currency of the world, you realize how hard it would be to crack a Bitcoin? Yeah. And get paid at all. Yeah. It's hard to do now in like the real world, let alone in a society that's built around it. Yeah. I swear to God, like like I looked this up because I when I read this book, 
I was so sure this guy had to have written it like early 2000s. This angered like, us enough to do research. Let's put it yeah. that way. Like, <laughs> it, it, it had to be. It had to be early 2000s. So yeah. that it was like Bitcoin was just getting started. VPNs were only just becoming a thing that everyone knew about. It had to be then. This book was written in 2019. Yeah. When we already know that Bitcoin's basically a scam. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we know that VP- everyone has a freaking VPN. On that VPN like, topic, like the entire, I was about to launch into it, go nuts. The entire reason this guy has been spared the apocalypse and the evil AI never found him was apparently he was the only hacker smart enough to use a VPN. <laughs> like only one. I use a VPN. Like, everyone everyone does. Half the brain uses one. Fuck yeah. Like, no. And the whole thing is that all the other hackers weren't smart enough to put the because the entire premise is uh, the guy who made Bitcoin comes back and throws an AI like an open AI essentially into the, into the world and people start using it and he's like oh I'm going to put mine onto a separate machine so it can't access the network and no one else thought of this no government spook or no government fucking hacker has thought hey maybe don't <laughs> run that in an instance that's available to but a network no government agency thought let's not run freeware on it on our government shit yeah, yeah. Within but, a year, it's they are rolling it into the military's like targeting systems or something. No government works that quickly. No, fuck no. Not There's even a hundred years from now would it even look like fucking rolling out in it. Yeah, like it's fucking strange. Like this guy has a very odd idea of how a government works. He doesn't seem to understand how Bitcoin functions, despite sucking the dick of its creator so hard it's terrifying. But. Then apparently his character was an engineer who built the most lifelike no, no, thing. No, hacker, yeah. not an engineer. He's not an engineer. Because when they're bouncing back and forth in time, like at the start, he's making, he's basically built his own version of the AI and then fallen in love with it. Because uh, why not? And, and now then, he wants it to have a body. Yeah, so he builds the body, uh, and so he becomes, he makes one of the most advanced yeah. robots ever. Yeah. By somehow mail ordering a bunch of parts to himself. Yeah. So these parts already existed. He didn't build any of it. He didn't mention it at once. At any point, did he have a 3D printer? He didn't say he had any kind of like stuff. He just no. got he deliveries. He literally says he orders it all. I, I ordered yeah, these yeah. parts, or he got his AI to order it all for them, for him. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, this like you know someone has stolen my design. Like no, your design was basic. You are a yeah. basic bitch. No, no, he's the most important person in the world. Oh, God, the Mary Sue the, was strong with this one. No, look, man, Mary Sue looks at this guy and goes, fuck this guy's a Mary <laughs> Maybe Sue. Maybe you should yeah. turn it down a little. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, again, like, to, to set it up, for him to be the only person capable of hacking, which he's not even in this book, Yeah. everyone has to die. Everyone, every hacker, every scientist, every coder has every, to be dead. Even basic engineers... Yeah, and it like, uh, literally points out that that's what the AI did. It killed every, literally everybody Every else. child so in fucking only uh, computers one. at fucking school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyone who dabbled in coding got culled. It's just like, you, that doesn't make any sense. That's uh, Effectively, they had to get nuked, nuked to the future of idiocracy. Yeah. That's to make this the kid only way. At all, to make this kid even slightly the person anyone needs. Not that anyone needs him. They actually find the hacker he admires 
later in the book. Yeah. And he ha- he's just like, oh man, I'm a bit old, so I didn't do anything about it. Literally that. Fucking why? It's so dumb, because he's like, oh, this guy was an amazing hacker. He's like, oh yes, but then I gave it up. He's like, yeah. And then the apocalypse happened. Yeah. Why but- the fuck didn't you pick it back up? Oh, and he's a, he's an AI beastmaster. <laughs> oh fuck, that was annoying. I don't know. That, that doesn't even get context. No, like nothing no, explains yeah. why he that come, works. He comes across a, a was it a robot a tiger, jag, or a tiger or fucking yeah. something in a cage, and he's in a different cage. They get thrown it. They fall out of a fucking helicopter, and he, he opens the cage, and suddenly he's a beastmaster, and it submits yeah. to him, and off we go. He it goes like, up and puts his hand why? on its snout, and it follows him. It's so it's... fucking... And you can call what... Like, I've mentioned already he built a an AI and then built it the body and fell in love with it. Uh, uh, dear listener, what do you think was the big villain of this fucking book? Who we'll the give fucking you two seconds? seconds. <laughs> you <laughs> need two seconds. <laughs> That's correct. If you didn't guess his fucking AI, read a book. His fuckbot. Oh, wait, no, sorry. That's a different character. Oh, yeah. His, uh, he has... Like oh, no, a, but no. He gave his bot. love... He gave his... Original bot genitals. He did oh, yeah. do that. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, that's true. But he had to take her consciousness out of the body and put it back in the computer for him to be able to work on them. Yeah, it's I. Also, the character's main like core things change in the, the novel. I find because he keeps going through. Is like, oh no, AI are just like people, and if these activists met me, they'd fucking love me. And then in the second, like in the future, he's like, nah, AI are shit. I'll, I'll yeah. use them how I like. Yeah. It, but it's what's sad is this uh, is meant to be the first of three books. Yeah. Oh. No, what's sad is how this guy tries to write for women. I don't think oh, he's ever it's... met a woman. It's terrible. He's too cool for women. He's too cool. Uh, like, there is the whole love interest that happens and is meant to be like so the ultra bad. badass. And the only time he ever mentions the characters to talk about how hot they look and how they're doing badass things. That's the depth of the character. That's never mm. expanded on. Like Or the way they're wearing things that he bought them. Yeah. Yeah. And at one point it's like, oh, she has a, a husband and suddenly that husband comes back. Oh, the shock horror. And it's just... uh, it's all about how he's crying because he's lost his girlfriend. Yeah. It, it's terrifying the cringe. Like I and it's like props to the guy for self-publishing and all that jazz because this yeah. was published and read by the guy and like you do you but at the same time it's bad it's just never have I read a book with such a poser Mary Sue self-insert character who goes fucking nowhere yeah to simply suck the dick of the Bitcoin creator throw out a bunch of buzzwords no one cares about because I don't think you really get them to chase after a girl with no less dimensions than an actual JPEG. Yeah. To end up at a plot dead end. And even then, it's just a matter of, oh, by the way, uh, they're in love now. There's no actual chemistry. Ever. Mm. No. They just suddenly say, oh, I, I love you and always have. Yay! Let's make up. It seems the like the, the... It seems like someone read uh, the Tropes article on what a Sundere is and yeah. went that and then did no more work yeah <laughs> that's, because uh, that's it she hates him she hates him she hates him she wants his dick yeah there is no in between so a full 180 it's so strange I will admit there is some time skipping where theoretically they're supposed to be getting close they tell you they did yeah 
but it's all that you know tell and show stuff they're, they're not actually showing them getting closer mm. they're just like and they are yeah we that swear. happened in the background when you weren't looking it, it's it, and I mean like the, his idea of what makes someone even look badass is dumb Oh, mm. what what is the thing that makes the girl so fucking cool? She's got two desert eagles. Oh god, uh, he loves the, the demons. Desert <laughs> eagles not that particularly a good a weapon. No. Nah. It's generally considered even by gun enthusiasts to be a needless overkill penis enlarger. And dual wielding them's even more absurd, despite the fact that dual wielding handguns is basically just for John Woo movies. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So like, the fact that you think this makes the character ultra badass? Come on, bro. We also didn't really get a, a solid plot. Like, it changed a lot, didn't it? Because at the start, it was him puttering around, and then he was like, oh, you have to come with us to this town, because you're a hacker. That was the only reason given. They never explained further. Yeah. Uh, and then it's their trip to get there, sure. They get there. He meets a hacker who can already do this shit, who's already running the place. Skip forward six months of living in the town, not solving the problem. Yeah, Agonly ignoring the problem, and then something to do with cannibals, uh, and then he has to go and yeah. hunt down the creator of Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what the whole thing boils down to. And then, yeah. then while uh, in like the last fucking four chapters, it's like uh, the AI goddess or whatever the fuck she wants mm. to be called, and that's the where deity. yeah, the deity. It's like the, the deity, deity wants you to do this. No. The deity oh. wants you to go over here. No. But... Yeah. Nobody f- fucking cares. Like, this has no. not been a character that anyone's given a fuck about at all. This mm. is just your next fucking plot point that is going to flop. And the... Like, even then, like... Oh, he bet the guy who made Bitcoin. Cool. What's his whole deal? Have this USB drive with a kill switch for the AI on it. Yeah. Scoot. Here's the yeah. MacGuffin, off you go. But that gets worse because the guy who made Bitcoin is, surprise, another AI. Yeah. Like it's it's so flat and like I I had it's the last thing I wanted because it was so dull. Mm. We've already got all this AI crap happening and your shitty AIs. Oh, sorry. George was fun. George, George was, was yeah. fun. There actually were some AIs um, that had some personality. And, and the yeah. gunslinger one was kind of fun. But a lot of the AIs are pretty two-dimensional, very mm. uninteresting, not worth your time. So, the fact that the whole thing boils down to, oh, the dude I love so much because he made Bitcoin. Oh, he said AI too. <laughs> oh, it's so fucking... It's so strange. But even oh, then, I there are so many weird design choices in general. Like, when the, at the start, when they're escaping his, like, nerd cave, essentially, he's got a truck as a getaway vehicle. He's like, his backup kind of thing. It has nothing in it. There are no supplies, there's no water, there's no camping equipment. It's just a truck! There's not even spare fuel for the truck! Yeah! Yeah. It's just so strange. For living in Apocalypse, he's done no fucking prepper work. Again, yeah. it just makes him into more and more of a poser. Mm. I have my emergency getaway truck. What have you done with it? Literally fucking nothing. <laughs> yeah. I parked it in a garage. That he's requires not... an electric door opener. <laughs> yeah. He, he's not Mad Max at any point. It is just a standard issue oh. truck. Because he drives around in sports cars, apparently. Like, uh, oh, I was so... I, so this is narrated by the guy who wrote the book. Yeah. There's a bit where he's introducing the four drones that he has to patrol the neighborhood. Yes. 
They're, of course, named after the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. So he says their names, or at least their abbreviated ones, you know, Leo, Mikey, uh, Donnie. Raph. And instead of saying Raph, he says Ralph. Yeah. That, I'm like, that fuck off. me. It's not Ralph, you idiot. It's Raph, because his <laughs> name is Raphael. Yeah. Like, Ooh, tell me you never watched an 80s I had cartoon to stop without telling me you never watched an 80s cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> I had to stop listening for a period after that. I was like, no, no, I, I, I heard that wrong. So I went back and listened again. It's like, no, he said Ralph. Because it's not like some other voice person accidentally got it wrong. And yeah. you're like, that's annoying, but maybe he actually meant it to be Raph. Yeah. But there are no, several points through that book where it, it fucks up and then goes back and like you hear the same sentence again. Like mm. there's two or three points in there where it's like you need editing, but shit, have yeah. someone else go through this. Just someone it's, to check it. Jesus, it's rough. Like that one pissed me off the most because that was where I was like, I don't think this guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah, I mean, like if you can't abbreviate Raph's name properly. What makes me trust anything about any of the other references you're making? Yeah. You are such a poser. Like, not gonna lie, we were chopping at the bits to start ripping this book two weeks ago, because yeah. we finished it pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, to the point where we started looking into the author, and holy shit. He, he like, looks very much like this character yeah. feels. Like, yeah. god fucking He looks damn. like generic poser hacker. It's fucking hilarious. And he keeps starting to try and start beef with other authors on Twitter. Yeah. It's so it's- strange. I don't get it. I don't get this guy's whole deal. I, uh, look, I, look, I know we probably sounded very gatekeepy, but, like, I, you read the book if you really want to. Oh, yeah. Feel free. Give it a go. It's 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 a bizarre ride, and oh. and it's you, you'll get where we're coming from. Yeah. And now, it- I would like to say at this point, look, bro, dude who wrote this book, if you feel like getting better, go nuts. Yeah. But if... This is all you got. I don't know, man. I don't know. This honestly feels like a a first draft of something. Yeah. And at the end of the audiobook, he does leave in a rambly explanation of sorts, where he's like, oh, I wanted this to be a game. It's like, oh, okay, that makes some That would have made a bad game. Yeah, but it's like, I don't get where this was coming from. It's so strange. I originally, I thought this guy was a teenager or something. Yeah. Because the way he sounds. He's not. He's like 30. I think he has a kid. But I, I get nothing to do with it. I don't understand how you write a book like this with with zero self-reflection. Yeah. I don't know how someone of his age writes something that is so... What I would have written in a creative writing class when I was in high school. This belongs on Wattpad. It doesn't... It, I don't know how it's like, audible. I'd let it roll into Royal Road where someone's just putting it yeah. together for the couple of people who want to read it. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't understand. But, again, I don't want to, like, sound too gatekeepy. Like, he took his shot. Yeah, he, he tried. wrote a book. He got it Audible. He got it... He narrated it himself. He put mm. it up on Audible. It's better than I've ever done. Yeah, he's put the yeah. legwork in. Well done doing for that. But it's just... I would like it to improve... Because the idea was... Okay, yeah, I like the there's premise. There's so many good ideas inside of this book, mm. wrapped up in a... What? Oh. He says Tachulu instead of Cthulhu. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> why that annoys me so much. I forgot about that. Thanks for bringing that refreshed memory up. I'm, I'm sorry that one pisses me off every time I hear it. It's not just the one time either, because they have an entire conversation about it. 
It's like, Chithula yeah. is like, if you say that again, I will hunt you down in real life, I swear to God. Ah. Point is, it, there's some cool ideas. There's legitimately some great ideas in here. I don't know if this guy's got the chops to pull it off. Yeah, great ideas, badly executed. It's just... Hmm. Hopefully he's learned a lesson from the first book and fixes a lot of it in a second or yeah. third book. Yeah. Right. Maybe we'll have to have a look at it and see if he gets any better. Yeah, yeah like, maybe. maybe. I, I might give it a look, who knows. But it's one of those things where um, the first book of a, a novice isn't always the best. Like, the guy who wrote no. The Magician. The first version of that that was put out, it did really well. But it wasn't great. The guy went back and rewrote it about 20 odd mm. years later. And it's really good. Like, the same thing could happen. He might get better and go 100%. back and rewrite it and work on it again. But at the moment, it's not good. And for someone who on Twitter keeps trying to put himself forward as, I am an author and tries to start beef with much bigger authors than himself, it's very strange. He yeah. keeps digging at Stephen King and yeah. other large authors. I'm not authors a huge fan of Stephen King, but it's like, why would you punch that high up? Yeah. Or... Like, yeah, just the quotes he's put out there are like, okay, cool, man. Good luck to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, moving on from the last hacker, the, I believe it's Jondo's turn to pick our book. And this time we've gone well out of fucking left field again. Yeah, uh, we, are, we are going full tinfoil oh, hat. Oh, yeah, this we're, going, time. we're going proper oh, tinfoil hat. I've got it sorted. I'm making one today. <laughs> um, so, we're going. Uh, Fingerprints of the Gods by Graham Hancock. Uh, this whole thing is very much about uh, advanced civilizations pre-ancient Egyptians, like 12,000 years ago, advanced civilizations, that kind of shit, and how history was uh, pretty much deleted and we're a, a species with amnesia, pretty much. We've forgotten our original history. And part of this whole thing is this bloke is about to debate actual archaeologists later on this year. He's going to have a live debate with them. He's going to put his ideas from this forward that he reckons are irrefutable and they're going to provide archaeological evidence saying, well, this is what we've found. And so I I want to to watch the shit fight though. Oh, yeah. from that because it's going to be hilarious I wanted to listen to this in prep for that yeah and I thought well if I have to suffer through it why not make everyone else suffer too so yeah yeah well we'll see how that one goes <laughs> like, I honestly I love conspiracy theories they're so fucking stupid one of my favourite is still chemtrails oh yeah like <laughs> the fact that oh yes the government's dumping mind control chemicals from uh, planes overhead using a third party system when they have access to your water supply. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Flint, Michigan. Oh, but that's where yeah. they put the fluoride. <laughs> ah, yeah, it's true. Um, so, the, the blow from this. This originally came out in 1995, was released in Audible in 2016. Uh, Fingerprints of the Gods is a, the revolutionary rewrite of history that has persuaded millions of listeners throughout the world to change their preconceptions about the history behind modern society. An intellectual detective story. This unique history audiobook uh, directs probing questions at orthodox history, presenting disturbing new evidence that historians have tried but failed to explain. The uh, only reason they failed is they didn't know this guy existed. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I, I haven't, I haven't read this book yet, None but I'm like, I, I'm all ready to put this guy right up with like Zachariah Sitchin on like, mm. you don't fucking know what you're talking about. Yeah. Nah, but it's it's got a lot of five star reviews, and I'm curious how many. That's the scary hats. bit. I know, yeah, I'm curious how many tin foil hats are in this fucking thing. Are, are so glowing. If we um, come back in like a month, and we're all just tinfoil hats I was like fuck he was right he was, he was all correct <laughs> and one of these is uh, one of the uh, phenomenal gripping start to finish Graham is a master storyteller truly unique take um, uh, outstanding I love this book the narration was great and spoken very well the forgotten history and the incredible information collated is truly astounding I was a bit overwhelmed by some of the conclusions however it has pushed me to find more info on the subject uh, amazing and very interesting book. I loved it. The fancies that Graham brings to light, just amazing. I will be listening to his second book. <laughs> Mind freaking blown. Amazing narration and factual evidence. Completely changed my views on ancient history and how dogmatic modern science culture is. The, the what the hell? Are these oh, yeah. This is going to be weird. People make, it's this shit that makes me think there's something in the water. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, last book we went in thinking this would be a fun, like, you know, jaunt with a, an apocalypse. Now we're going in knowing what we're going in against. Like, okay, cool. I don't, I don't think we, this. I don't even think we really know what we're going in against here. No. Like, god damn. He's written quite a few other books, but this is his cool. first book. It's included in the Audible Plus, so if you've got an Audible subscription, you can listen to it for free. So it's not going to yeah, cost you we're not going to make you pay right? for this one. Like. No. No, if, believe me, if there was a charge on this one, I would have picked something else. But... I wanted to listen to this at some point. So, yeah. good luck to everyone listening to it. Yeah. I mean, I said <laughs> I'll, I'll get it all linked and, and put it as the pinned comment on the Facebook page, like always. Um, Alright, so, that's it, I think, for this episode. Uh, get you ready. For, make sure you've got a well-reinforced tinfoil hat on before you start this month's book. Buy that proper oh, yeah, industrial no. tinfoil. Don't buy that cheap shit. you got to oh, get yeah, the good no, stuff. No. No, no coal stuff. You gotta, no, no, you fuck get no. The real stuff. And you got to mm. get like a proper spiral on top because if it's just oh, pointy, you still get the signals. The spiral no, no, if it's, if it's yeah, pointy, yeah. You, you become a receiver and you get exactly, more exactly. of it. Yeah. You've got to twist it so you bend yeah. off and get the... Uh, the yeah. and, and multiple layers. You can't just have the one or, or that just reflects oh, yeah. back you in you. You've got to have like multiple layers. That'll, that'll, mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Later, guys. <laughs> We're going to have to put up an instructional video on how to make a team. We will. I think we will. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. See ya. <laughs>